superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. News of the day. What do you think of J.J. Watt's signing in Arizona, DJ? I was shocked. I did not see that one coming. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I just thought he was going to try and cherry pick a team that he thought could get him to the winner circle. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy. Coming up. Cardinals general manager Steve Kime from NBC's Young Rock. Actor Matthew Willig. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Dan Orlovsky, hour one. Jeff Van Gundy, hour two. Highly uh, entertaining conversations and uh, informative with both. Um, and uh, I personally guarantee it's freshness on our YouTube page. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is where you can go if you've missed anything. Uh, Matthew Willig, who plays Andre the Giant uh, on the new uh, NBC show called Young Rock about the, the Rock's life. Um, he's also known as Matt Willig back in the day for part of uh, Steve Mariucci's San Francisco 49ers offensive line. So it'll be a fun conversation with uh, Matthew Willig coming up in just a few minutes' time. And um, uh, it was right around the end of the first hour yesterday we were talking about J.J. Watt uh, uh, apparently looking at three teams um, in the NFL for his free agency tour based on some some false information on a fake Peloton account. Literally, (laughs) these are not ironic or sarcastic words. These are unfortunately real words. Um, that happened yesterday. And just at that time, J.J. Watt put out a photograph of him lifting weights with an Arizona Cardinals shirt on, and he said, uh, source, colon, me. It's a good source. And uh, period. End of story. And sure enough, he's an Arizona Cardinal. And little did we know, part of the wooing process, Chandler Jones, this appeared on the Arizona Cardinals Twitter account uh, last hour, this is a, a, a shot of J.J. Watt going back and forth with Chandler Jones, uh, or I guess Chandler was sending it to J.J. Watt. That looks like Instagram to me, right, Christopher? It was right, a, a social media grand master? Instagram story that Chandler and J.J. were having with ah. each other, and Chandler offered to be his chef. If you come here, I'll be your personal chef. Monday and Wednesdays are free. J.J. sent back some crying emojis, and now... Um, I guess Chandler then sent it to JJ. What put this? He posted, "What do you want to eat?" LOL. And then JJ Watt responded, "Beef Wellington." <laughs> so there's beef Wellington all beef Wellington all, all around. Right. All right. Orange whips. Let's go. Beef Wellingtons all around. And the man who's putting together that defensive line for beef Wellingtons all around is the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals back here in the Rich Eisen Show, Steve Kime. How are you, Steve? Rich, doing great. Beef Wellington all around, huh? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know me, Rich. I wouldn't turn it down. Oh, okay. I feel like this is, is this an annual tradition now? Like you make some big, huge springtime maneuver, you come on the show. I guess that's what it is. DeAndre, and it's got to be a Texan too. I guess that's what it's got to be. That's 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 an annual tradition. 
Hope we can keep it up. <laughs> well, I don't want to get you charged with tampering, so let's let's leave it right there. Uh, so, my gosh, Steve, when when did you first start uh, chit chatting with JJ Watt about him coming aboard? Well, as soon as he was uh, officially released, uh, you know, immediately took a look at the film and um, had not evaluated him in a number of years for Back. obvious reasons. Sure. So, right. uh, threw on the tape, played over a thousand snaps, all sixteen games, and. Um, Refresh my memory that he still looks like J.J. Watt, yes. which was <laughs> right. exciting. I mean, disruptive, quickness is still there, powerful, has a great repertoire of rush moves. And so not only that, you know, obviously um, did some investigative work and talked to guys like Hop and other people I knew that used to be with the Texans organization. Obviously, Vance Joseph, our defensive coordinator, coached J.J. at one time in, in Houston. So had some uh, intimate knowledge and the fact that um, – you know, I had that information along with um, the tape that I saw. Um, gave me the opportunity to, to reach out to his representative, R.J. Gosner, who I've known for years, and let him know our, our level of interest. And your level of interest was uh, communicated in a contract, dollars and cents and what have you. Um, how long did so, – so that happened um, almost immediately in terms of viewing the game film. How, how long has there been an offer on the table from Arizona to him that he said yes to? Steve? Well, I mean, it was, you know, the first offer was, I think, after uh, a few days. And uh, again, really, uh, when you look at J.J.'s history, I mean, the guy's never been recruited, you know, a, a walk-on in Central Michigan. And um, the path that he's taken, I think it was probably fairly exciting for him to, to have a number of teams recruit him. Uh, I certainly pulled out all the stops, guys like our friend Frank Caliendo and Hop and even your new jingle, Blake Shelton. <laughs> Okay, how did Caliendo help? How did Caliendo help in this process? Uh, he probably impersonated John Gruden and said that Steve Kime had interest and made some sort of funny uh, deal. I don't know that he, what he did, but you know, he was my son's flag football coach at, and a terrible one at that. But he um, he uh, lives right around the corner from our facility and is a good friend, as you know. So he's always willing to help. Sixteen and old man. That's what it sounds like. Okay, very good. Okay, wow. Fantastic, and I, I I guess Blake had something to do with it because we saw his tweet um, <laughs> yesterday uh, where he was celebrating, welcoming J.J. Watt. I'll be fielding all inquiries on behalf of you, he mentioned. Steve Kime, yeah. our first yeah. statement is as follows, quote-unquote, other teams can suck it. That was something, <laughs> Steve. I'm always trying to keep it at the G level, G rated <laughs> level, but uh, you know, Blake sort of has a mind of his own. Hey, he's, he's Blake Shelton. For crying Correct. out loud! So how did you how did you employ him? Did he did he call up J? He, you had him call up JJ, or he did that yeah, on his you own? Know, he'll make some some videos, recruiting videos for me. So he's he's uh, he's not a fair weather fan. He is all in. No kidding. So this is like college. This is kind of like college stuff that you you pulled off here, Steve. Yeah, right? I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you have to do what you can, Rich. So um, how fired up are you? I mean, what what do you think this is, is going to portend for you steve really excited especially the opportunity to play beside chandler jones and i mean i think when you look at the the numbers uh, speak for itself i mean since 2012 two guys that have led the nfl in in sacks and uh to have those guys teamed up side by side um and not only what he brings to the table as a player but just his infectious personality um you know the accountability that he brings to our locker room day in and day out that that's to me what is is really exciting you know, his attention to detail, 
um, for the game. I mean, when you talk to him, I mean, it just oozes out of him, his ability to key and diagnose things and how he, you know, reads offensive football and schematics and stuff like that. So not only is he going to uh, be a good player for us, he is, to me, going to make the players uh, around him a much better team. I mean, he's a bona fide star, man, in every possible yeah. way, Steve. And, yeah. um, and so to add him to the mix, you're also getting somebody, though, who's got a window, and that's – you got to love right. that too, right? He's got. He's looking yeah. this as a window. You gave him two years, and you know that he's. This is it. Like he. This is for him. This is. This is a, a new best shot. Certainly after right. four four win season, that's got to be something you enjoy uh, employing on your turf as well. I would imagine. Absolutely, right. and I mean that's that's the flexibility when you have a rookie quarterback uh, under that type of contract. You know, that gives us that flexibility right now until uh, hopefully we have to pay Kyler a lot of money. Meaning yeah, right. that he has played exceptionally well, and so far, guy that won Rookie of the Year and went to the Pro Bowl this year, he's he's on the right path. Steve Kime, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, here on the Rich Eisen Show day after it becomes official that JJ Watt is an Arizona Cardinal. And another thing that JJ brings to the equation is that beautiful patch that's on the front of his jersey, which is one of the most incredible patches in all of sports. It's an honor to wear the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. The question is, is how many of those players with those patches you're going to have on the field next year? Which is my sort of way to ask about Larry Fitzgerald's future, Steve. To just hit the nail. Uh, that's head. a great question. You know, we, I have not talked to Larry. Uh, you know, we've given him his space and, and that sort of thing, and I, I think that's the you know, level of respect that that he's earned. And um, you know, obviously, love to have him back, but that decision is up to Larry, and and uh, hopefully, we'll hear from him soon. What is the time frame on that? Do you think, Steve? Uh, we have no time frame. I mean, I haven't given Larry a time frame. I know Michael talks to him as well regularly, so um, we'll just continue to monitor the situation and hopefully make a decision soon. M- Michael, being the pilot who picked up J.J. Uh, Watt, uh, yeah, how about that? the That's owner? Another part of the recruiting ploy. Yeah, we'll just send the pilot and the jet to get you. <laughs> Take that, Robert Kraft! You fly a plane, <laughs> right? Is basically what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He really picked. He really. He really piloted the plane to pick up JJ and his wife. Is that really what happened? That really. He happened. did, and I think that shocked JJ. He said last night at dinner, you know, I can't believe it. when he showed up, he just said, "I just flew the plane here." I mean, it's, and that's, uh, you know, Michael's passionate about flying, and um, so obviously it was a comfortable ride for for JJ and. and his yes, wife. I would say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free to roam about the cabin, um, and and so. <laughs> So uh, when you say Michael spoken to, he speaks to Larry. Um, does mm-hmm. now does JJ now speak to Larry? I mean, honestly, I, I know you don't want to put too much pressure on it, but how amazing would that be? To do you think there's a shot, or you know, knowing Larry, he he could have made his mind up before week one last year, and he's already made it up right now. I mean, yeah, knowing I mean, him, I think there's so. always a shot. I mean, the competitor Larry is, and the way we finished this season. Um, you know, from from all the good strides that we've make, made and, you know, um, increasing with three wins and all the positives that were taken away, um, I think Larry probably sees some, some great things moving forward, but, it, you know, certainly up to how he feels in his body at this point in his career. Steve Kime, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals here on the Rich Eisen Show. What else, what else is on your, what's on your to-do list here now that we've hit the second day of March and you've got J.J. Watt already in the fold. What's on your to-do list, Steve? Well, a number of things. I mean, just preparing for free agency and, you know, the obstacles with no uh, NFL combine that I know you've always enjoyed. It's, yes. it's uh, tough for us, but we, you know, through... Um, you know, through the virtual world, we're able to to still line up uh, individual meetings with these prospects and talk 
to them through um, you know uh, Zoom or, or the virtual world, and and that and that's been you know helpful as well. Okay, so you're that's that's where I mean, shoot, we'd be in Indianapolis right now. I think. Yeah, so right? we still, like this morning, I had a, a slotted number of players, and I'll have that this afternoon where they come in one by one, and we'll talk to them for about 20 minutes and and uh, get some good background information and get to know them as people. And then uh, figure out your board. Look, I know you don't, probably don't like talking about this publicly, but the, the passcode for that Zoom is Eisen40 with the E capitalized, right? <laughs> Correct? Is that and, the passcode? And you will remain the screensaver on our draft board, it I better. promise. Okay. I, I would be so heartbroken, Steve, <laughs> if, if, that, if, if that never... Never, 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 never doesn't happen. You know what I mean? I know. I just, <laughs> I just went nineteen double negatives right there. But um, okay, so then that there's that. Then there's free agency. But um, what what are your needs? I mean, the way that things ended last year, obviously, uh, the Hell Murray was a, a, a high point that you thought you could build off of, and then yeah. everything else kind of went the wrong way after that. I mean, what what does a general manager uh, of a team under that circumstance do right now? Like, what are your goals? What are you looking for that you can share yeah. with me here, Steve? Well, on the college side, obviously stacking the board, um, how we see those guys uh, from a talent perspective. And then just the free agency part of it, you know, there's a number of our own players that we'd like to re-sign. Obviously, the market will dictate whether we can have them back or not. Um, but, you know, that'll be a part of it. You know, we'd like to have um, those guys sort of take precedent. And then any of the areas that we can't fill in um, with our own players, you know, we'll obviously uh, approach free agency with an aggressive uh, mindset, trying to make this team better. And it's going to be an interesting market because of the down cap. And, and we'll see how that goes. Could be a number of one-year deals that a number of people have reported about. So that part of it will be uh, interesting, you know, as we get through the first two days of that negotiation period uh, prior to the first day of free agency. When are you going to get that cap number? When are you going to get that? When's your expectation on that? Yeah, hopefully soon. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. a couple million each way, you know, really does matter. I mean, that's a that can be a, a starting player, a role player that uh, that you're certainly fond of. Well, what have you been told? What have you and your colleagues I been told? I haven't been told anything. I thought maybe that you would check in with I got nothing. I got nothing, Steve. <laughs> I got nothing. No, seriously, I've... I've got zero. Uh, I've got that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, so do, do you call like up Michael Bidwell when he's not flying new free agency to say, hey, lobbing a call to 345 Park Avenue? Like, what's are, are we waiting for them to, to, you know, take $3 billion a year out of Disney or something for Monday Night yeah. Football to figure this thing out? I'm serious. Like, is that really yeah, no, I, what's I, at play? Just really until we get word from the league. I mean, we're operating from the standpoint that the floor is 180, um, and that's okay. the information we have. So, you know, we have to operate that way right now and project moving forward. And then Anything uh, above and beyond that is, to me, icing on the cake. And what have you been told about the draft? Is that going to be all virtual again, where everybody's in their their home settings as well? What have you been told on that front about? I have, again, I haven't been told on that. Um, you know, to me, I, I know that uh, you know we we can't take this lightly. It's it's great to see uh, the numbers are decreasing rapidly. It sounds like uh, from all the reports I've seen. So hopefully, we can get to a point where we can have a go back to normalcy. But you know, until uh, until I hear anything uh, further, I'll be prepared to to handle it both ways. Okay. All right, Steve. I appreciate the call. So um, just in give break this news to me gently. Uh, when you had Blake Shelton call J.J. Watt or do something for J.J. Watt. He didn't He didn't write a jingle for him either, did he? Or is that just for me? No, that's just for you, Rich. You, you are, are certainly a priority for not only Blake Shelton, but for the Arizona Cardinals. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no, look, I, I hear you. You know, uh, thank you very much. There it is. 
Rich Eisen. It is. A, it's catchy. You got to admit that, man. It's that is awesome. <laughs> You know what? And then again, uh, I I assume, and I'll, th- th- this goes without saying, but I do want to give you the floor on it that you are fired up for Bruce Arians, right? That he's gotten that ring. That uh, oh, obviously absolutely. you hope to win together. I mean, he, he's like family to me. I mean, I, you know, we spent five great years together. Grew up fifteen miles apart, so remain very close and love him to death, and so happy for him and his family. I know it. It, it is pretty pretty amazing that this is what's uh, that this is what's happening. I know that you, you would hope that it, you guys could do it together, but it is pretty cool yeah. to see him. He's got that ring, man, and um, and he's like he just wants to keep doing it, and he's just doing it his own way, and it's. He, it's phenomenal. I just love that guy. He's just the oh, best. He's so authentic. And then all those guys. Jason Light was my assistant oh, at one right. time. Oh, uh, gosh. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was here. That's I mean, right. the whole staff. That's right. Well, Steve, look, best of luck on getting that for yourself. And um, and J.J. Watt is a, a huge, I guess, my, piece of mitochondria, to use his phrase on Twitter the other day, <laughs> uh, being the powerhouse of the cell. Uh, congrats on getting him. And let's let's chat down the line before the draft, at least, for sure. Thanks, Rich. Right back appreciate at you. you. Thank you, Steve. You Thanks for doing it so quickly. I appreciate that. Steve Kime, everybody. General Manager. Caliendo. Get him on the phone. We need him on the horn. Caliendo. That's got to make you feel good being part of the recruiting team. Hey, man. If you're Frank. Yeah. As Gruden. Interesting. Interesting choice. But nothing's more like he's already in the fold. I'm going to send the plane for you. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden, who comes out of the cockpit? The owner of I'm the gonna team. I'm going to fly the plane. <laughs> the owner of the team. So you do that, Mr. Jerry Jones, huh? You got a plane? You got a big building? Huh? You got a pilot's license? No? Okay. Is that the sort of, like, he, Michael Bidwell, is? he's a good dude, man. He uh, was part of uh, my book signing when my book was out, my book tour in Arizona. He oh. helped, he helped. Uh, find a place for it. He was there. Couldn't be nicer. Couldn't have been a nicer guy about it. And um, I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to show up to the owners' meeting and just say, "Hey, I flew my own plane here. How about you?" Well, old Doctor Jones with my rubber glove yeah. is going to make sure every fine. one of you are safe. That's right. But that might be the security to get on the plane. Yes. But he's fine. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's take a break here. Matthew Willig, the uh, the. The uh, actor who plays Andre the Giant in Young Rock on NBC and Super Bowl 34 champion coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Will Farrell and John C. Riley, good to see you gentlemen right here. Very much. Uh, very much you. good to see you too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he can, mm-hmm. he can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm-hmm. He goes, there he is. <laughs> there he is. How are you as a ref, though? I'm strictly what's called an AR, mm-hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag. I thought AR meant whole ref. Well, that's what... The shorts are pretty short, the too. I mean, they're stocked in length that, right there. Look at that ample thigh. <laughs> that's a ham hock yeah, right there. Look at that. That's ready for, har- that's ready for market. So, you um, might want to smoke that for a couple days. You guys want to slice? Put some hickory around it. <laughs> you know what I would genuinely love for you as a second career, if mm-hmm. you ever decided you wanted a second career? Mm-hmm. Finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color. Right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about? I took over the Rich Eisen show? Yes. Ron Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners. And um, I just kept saying, all the signage, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel? We haven't never talked about this uh, face-to-face in public. No, we haven't. So let's, let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Put up the Photoshop anyway. Oh, you one. make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs> Oh, man. That was so funny. They look at each other. We're going to do it now. We're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. That was a fun day, man. That was fun. I told you, I have appeared. Uh, my, my, I've appeared. I went, my son, uh, Coop, in the AYSO here in Los Angeles, playing in a, in, a, in a playoff game. I looked to the right, and there was Will Ferrell <laughs> doing the, the AR-ing. Was he dressed like that? He was dressed exactly <laughs> like that. He came in in his AYSO material. Because I had seen him at an AYSO game like a few weeks before, and I guess that was his uh, way of just showing up here in his AYSO outfit. He has showed up in some weird outfits before. And he took it seriously, and he was terrific. He was great. I did go up to him like around halftime with a couple dollar bills. I'm like, keep it fair. Wait, keep it fair. Keep it fair. He did not take the money. Keep it fair. And he kept it fair. Because he is uh, he is a professional when he comes out there. <laughs> the That's shades. his outfit, the whole thing. Easy he was money dressed was exactly like that. So funny. Exactly like Easy that. Easy Money was on the other night. Good stuff. Keep it fair. 
That's from Caddyshack. Yeah, I know. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I did not. I, I'm just you know because I'm a lead pipe wielding professional. I go uh, through the uh, uh, information uh, background of our guest. And I knew he played for Mariucci because he was the subject of one of the greatest Mariucci stories that's ever been told, but very rarely in public. Um, and he he was also, I do believe, in the Rose Bowl building when I was there covering the University of Michigan's loss to his USC Trojans Whoa! in Bo Schembechler's final game. He now portrays Andre the Giant in Young Rock that airs tonight every Tuesday on NBC at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, also available on Peacock the next day. We're available on Peacock every day from 12 to 3 Eastern. Matthew Willig, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, bud? I was just trying to order a pizza and got put on hold. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what can I get you? What can I get you, Matthew? What can I get extra, you? Extra meat and well done. That's all I want. Extra meat and well done. Crispy. Excellent. By the way. How's that for a, how's that for a bullish order? That sounds you, Rich? It's uh, great to be back on your show. Great to I'm have you back here. Studio. Thank no, you, though. No, it's all good, brother. It's all good to have you here. And uh, there's so much to to hit you on about this show, and we'll, we'll hit on that in a second. Is that accurate? Were you on the USC team that beat Bo Schembechler in yeah. his final game? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that last time I was in, but uh, yeah, it was kind of, I think it was Bo's last year, if I believe. It right? was Bo's last game, Matthew. Last game. It was Bo's last game. And Bo, uh, Bo uncorked a fake punt with three yeah. minutes to go, and it was called yeah. back due to holding uh, a penalty that I still don't know uh, actually existed. To be quite frankly exactly. with you, you know what I, I have I have personal experience with those types of things, getting flags for no reason. <laughs> I can appreciate it. Yes, but but on this on this at this instance, I was the benefactor. So uh, screw Bo Schembechler. I can't even say his name. No, I know, but I guess you can say that about uh, him. That was, that, that's a tough one. His last game that was that was brutal. But you know, I, that was the third Rose Bowl game that I had been to at SC, and the first one we had won. So it was kind of uh, I was due. But also, I, I think we discussed this the last time you were here, but this being a whole new audience, and we're here on Peacock, where your yeah. show can be seen the, every single day after it airs on NBC and Young Rock, um, that uh, I, I remember uh, sitting up there in the Rose Bowl press box watching the game and thinking there were two number 55s on defense that day, and it was really only one, and it was Junior Seau playing out of his mind or, his or, mind. or, or like he always played. What was he like yeah. as a teammate, Matthew? He was great. You know, he was my roommate uh, freshman year. Huh. So we roomed together, and so he being about as raw as you can be as an individual, uh, being a Prop 48 guy, so he didn't play the first season, first year, uh, just going to school, he was maniacal in about everything he did, if you can imagine. Um, still had that Islander in him a little bit. I remember stealing a lava lava from him, little you know those little skirt things that he uh, wore. But um, even back then, he was a little bit of uh, he was a little manic, you know. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit up and down all the time. But but again, a what a tear on the field. The guy just wanted to play. He just wanted to go, and he, you know he's one of those just true football guys. Um, and it was kind of obviously a very sad uh, ending. To it, uh, you know, and I kind of felt I felt that we had played each other uh, in the pros, you know, years later, and and I went to hit him on a play, and he looked at me like he didn't even know who I was. So there was that. I saw that a little earlier on, you know, that there was a little bit of disconnect, some something that was going on there, which hmm. again uh, was sad. 
But I mean, I guess it made him who he was in the first ballot Hall of Famer posthumously. And and um, yeah. I, I'll never forget that day. Uh, I, I'm like, this is the the greatest defensive performance I've ever seen. He was everywhere on the he field that day. He could not be stopped. He, he couldn't. Was, I remember that. He was running around, just like you said. He was running around. Seemed to be everywhere on the field. I remember that distinctly, just like like you do. And um, uh, again, thankfully, I was on the good side of that. And and you played with and for pretty much everybody that I've worked with <laughs> on NFL Game Day Morning and NFL Network. Pretty much, with that the exception of with the exception maybe Sapp and 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 Irv. You won a Super Bowl in '99 with my buddies Falk and Warner. What was it like to be on that team? Matthew it was it, it was uh you could sense the greatness as you were amongst it it really was amazing um you know I came in sort of late to that season like I, I like just at the very beginning of the season and they had already kind of gotten things going and I was brought in basically as a backup uh you know if they needed me uh, that was a better at that point but um just to watch those guys do what they did and, and you know the amazing thing Rich was and you can imagine this <clears throat> Excuse me. That just practice, just watching them practice, right, was impressive because you know. Let, let's face it, we we had a pretty good defense as well. You know, it was a pretty solid group of guys. But to watch these guys in practice do what they did was just it, it made it almost sort of normal. You know, by the time we get to Sundays, it was like, yeah, of course we're putting up these points, and of course we're doing these things. What so was, it was it was pretty amazing. What was your view of the final play? Where where were you um, in relation to? I was the, pretty close to uh, to, to Coach Vermeil, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know there was a little bit of like, it was kind of blocked a little bit, you know, because of the players on the field. Yep. And so there was this feeling of what happened? Did he get you know one of those things? And I remember just I think you see in the video uh, of the game, everybody was sort of inching towards the field, going. We know it's over, but are we excited or are we not? And then we finally realized that it was he was stopped, and uh, it was pretty great. What a, what a great feeling! One yard shy, Matthew Willig here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Your, give me your best mooch story. Give me your best one, and then we'll we'll, we'll turn to your acting career in a second. Oh but God! Come on, give me a great mooch story. Um, come on now. But, funny, but, I was t- telling somebody this morning. I was like, I-, I need a good story for Rich, and uh, I'm not sure I have another good story for you know. Listen, mooch. Mooch was great. I, I said at the time, um, way back when, that, that he was my favorite coach. He, he really was. Love it. He was a guy that, uh, as a veteran, he came in and he loved the O-line. He loved our O-line specifically. Uh, and he had sort of that craziness to him, so he loved the stuff that we did, you know, the the pranks and the things like that, you know, as long as we were doing our stuff on the field. But I just love Mooch. There's not much to say about him other than, like I said, I, I think he was just the perfect coach. He has that had that ability to be able to communicate with every guy on the roster, up and down. And um, but I just love the fact he's that Italian sort of you know moving with his hands and everything has got to be over the top and you know that kind of thing. <laughs> no, so, we love I, I that. Know. His storytelling is second to none, Matthew. Really and and you never know when something might come up or what his reaction might be. I, I remember we're in the we're we're in a meeting for game day morning and. Frequently, you know, um, it's right in the middle of a college football game that's on the screen, being in the fall, right around, you know, uh, third, fourth quarter of the early games of of, uh, of a college football Saturday. And one time, uh, um, one of those Capital One commercials with the Vikings shows up, and he <laughs> yeah. screams out, Willig! And he... <laughs> 
And we're like, what? And he screams out. He goes, that guy, he was one of my offensive linemen in San Francisco. That's Matt Willig, and he's now an actor. And look at him. That's what he screams. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I listen, all the, the, the whole career that he had and the guys that right. played for him, and for him to sort of pick that and recognize me, that, that yeah. just kind of says it all. It really does. Oh, he knew. He knew the whole thing, and he's like, yeah, he's trying to be an actor and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, now, and, and by the way, now look at you on an NBC show. You are still trying. You're you're achieving, sir. You're achieving. Um, Matthew Willig here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. What in the world is it like to play Andre the Giant right now in Young it's Rock? It's unique. It's unique um, and and humbling and all the things that you can imagine. You know, I mean, this guy is was truly an icon um, and really the most recognized person in the world at one point. Um, and still today, you know, even if you don't know the the wrestling aspect of Andre the Giant. You can find a woman in her 30s or 40s who knows Fezzik, you know, and and knows his character from Princess Bride. So, of course, there was there was some pressure to it, you know. Um, I, I did more research for Andre and more prep for him than any other character that I had ever done, and so, um, you know, there's it's been nice that uh, at least right now the critics have have given me some a little, little bit of props. Yes, the role so far, and uh, there's some 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 good stuff coming. Excellent. Well, uh, how close in dimension are you? Uh, I you're like six in real life. You're yeah. six eight, and um, you know Google does have you over three bills. Um, but then again, that's a that's a Wikipedia situation that can be true so, or false. But yeah, how so close I, are I lost you? I lost a good amount of weight when I when I got done playing, and I you know, but even then, I, at six eight, I, I was holding around two ninety. Uh, which is pretty good for me. Okay. Um, I chose to uh, gain about 35 pounds for this role. And um, being a man in my 50s, gaining 35 pounds is only fun for a short period of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It sounds like the, the, that sounds like the mooch diet to me, to be honest right. with you. <laughs> well, there was a lot of pasta involved, so I'm sure it had something to do with it. But, um, yeah, gaining the weight was 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 part of it. So I ended up getting to about three hundred and thirty five pounds, which um, gave me sort of that that feel of Andre, and that sort of uh, I had a little more of the gut. And you know, later on in the season, when you kind of see me in the wrestling uh, ring, you'll see where 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 that weight uh, oh, was distributed and and how it plays. How so cool it, is that? That you're playing Andre the Giant, getting in a wrestling ring for a show that The Rock is cooking, if you will. I mean, that's got to be it's great. amazing. Yeah, and just to go through the wrestling uh, sort of uh, rigmarole, you know, and, and practicing for it, and and uh, having we had this guy named Chavo Guerrero who is a famous wrestler himself. He was uh, working with us, and and just get in the ring and doing that stuff. There was a special feel. Then to put on the, the shorts and, and and the boots and all these things that kind of and you, you know you look to your left and you see a guy Macho Man, and you look over here and you got the Samo- the, the the Wild Samoans. You know, and, and, and Iron Sheik and all these guys that you're looking at going, holy shit, man, I, I am, uh, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a good spot right now. And, and then to have other guys come up to me and go, uh, you know, wrestler, older wrestler guys who had known uh, or been around Andre a little bit and said, dude, it's pretty amazing how you look wow. and are sounding like Andre. So, again, big compliments. And, um, you know, it's a treat to be able to kind of bring uh, Dwayne's story to life a little bit. Well, I mean, and uh, Matthew Willick here on the, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, 
uh, for those who may not have seen Young Rock yet, it goes over, you mentioned Dwayne Johnson, it goes over his life and his life stories as he looks back when he's running for president in 2032, which means this is all true. Um, yeah. So um, is it also true that you met the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, at an Equinox ten years ago, and went up to him. And that's your first interaction with him. Is that a true story? It, that's uh, that's true only because I started that rumor. Um, <laughs> when, you start, when you start a lie, yes, it becomes the truth, Rich. Okay. Um, no, I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice. Up in the valley above L.A., and we were. Uh, I was working out, and Dwayne was there. He used to own a home nearby, and. Um, you know, even back then, he hadn't made it huge yet, but he was still the rock. I mean, and he, he would come in, keep to himself, but uh, I was able to sort of, we worked in, you know, did sets together, and oh. kind of did a few machines together, and kind of had a little introdu- introduction to each other. And I had just had a, uh, my sort of big movie, first big film, uh, The Year One, with Jack Black coming out. And, uh, you know, I pulled him aside and, and picked his brain a little bit and said, hey, I'm, this is, I'm trying to kind of, you know, raise my status as an actor in, in the biz, and what do you think about this? And I just kind of threw a couple questions out to him, and uh, he was very sweet to me, you know, and didn't give me the brush off and, and answered a couple questions. And, uh, you know, it's I spent the last decade trying to get to work with him since then and uh, had run into him a couple times where he, you know, he was cool enough to stop and say hi to me. And, you know, there was a recognition there, which was nice. And even when I got this job, uh, one of the things he, he did, say to me was, you know, it's great that we finally get to work together, you know, so there was that sort of whole circle uh, thing, and and, uh, and so yeah, that, that's how it started. Okay, so what's more courageous, what takes more courage, Matthew Willig, <laughs> pass protecting against Reggie White, or asking to uh, work in with The Rock as he's working <laughs> out at a gym, what takes more courage? Well, the less brains you have, the both of them kind of equal the same, <laughs> if you just go in and you don't think about it. Then that's okay. sort of that's my mo, man. It's you know it's funny you mentioned Reggie White. Uh, I, I was very fortunate to play well against Reggie White oh. to the point where when I ended up playing with him um, in in Green Bay, and then actually later on in Carolina, I met him in Southern Carolina. He he actually came up to me at one point and said, "You were one of the toughest guys I ever went against. Hey. You handled you know my uh, my signature move." Uh, my little forklift move that I had better than anybody else. And I was like, it was, I took a moment. I almost, I think I shed a tear at that point. <laughs> because, you know, look, Reggie White just said that I was one of the toughest guys he's ever, he's ever gone against. Yeah. So, uh, what, another, another crazy little dot, little blip on my, uh, on my career uh, of, of cool things that have happened. Dude, if you got that, you can do anything. Andre right? the Giant is just the freaking beginning. Period. End of story. <laughs> Honestly. down from here. No, it's only, you've got, you can do anything. I mean, my gosh, Matt. Yeah, that's it, was, inc- it was pretty incredible. It, it, uh, um, it was pretty sweet of him. And, <laughs> and uh, again, another soul lost, you know. I know that. Lost. I know that another first ballot Hall of Famer uh, inducted yeah. posthumously as well. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, congrats on your career and how it is going, and let's do this more often. Let's do this more Thanks, often. Rich. I always appreciate talking to you. Um, you got a great sense of humor, and that's <laughs> what I love. I can bring it on your show, and uh, I'll have to do more things so I can get back on. Absolutely, and next time uh, we'll bring up Kevin Barlow's cell phone once again. Okay, <laughs> you take care, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You got okay, there you go. That's called a parting shot, if you will. Wow. And laying uh, the groundwork. Stuck right in there. <laughs> Willig!
At Matthew Willig on Twitter, at Mojo Willig on Instagram. <laughs> Could you imagine you're you're you know you're you're an actor and you're played many years in the NFL and there's the rock working out and you're like can I work in? I mean that's got to take that's some sort some, of, uh... or you just wait till he's done with the set then you you know, with all due respect wipe it down and then and then you get back in there right yeah. not just like work in. Hey can I spot you? Can you spot me? Yeah, you got to be close. Can to you his spot size me? Too. Like if like we walked up to you. Know what I mean? like, the, the Rock's doing more than just one forty-five. Yeah, 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 one, yeah, 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 yeah. one singular one forty-five. One singular. Play. He's doing like eight of them. That's what I'm saying. Like, what takes more uh, more courage? How about that, Reggie White, telling him you handled my forklift move the best. Retire. That's that. that is. He said he almost shed a tear. A shed a tear, which is funny. 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 All right, we'll take your phone calls to wrap up this show uh, here on a, on a busy Tuesday right here on the Rich House Show. It was a lot of fun. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mike Del Tufo over there when Justin Hartley of This Is Us was here on Friday he planks weights on his back okay there he is putting plank after plank those are 45 pounds he waves on more weight see come on let's get some more right Del Tufo sees this and he goes oh, I could I could do that is what he said and he said he would do 145 now we took that when you say when he can do 145 how much weight do you think that means just off 145. Plate. Right. No. 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 <laughs> One plate that weighs 45 pounds. How long do you say you can do this? A minute. Come on. All right, here we go. Mike, get off your knees. 45 pounds. Now. Go. The right spot in your mind, buddy. Come on. Look it up. All we see is the finish line, baby. All we see Coach him up, Herb. Coach him up. Victory is simple, baby. Ooh. Right uh -oh. now, uh -oh. don't worry uh -oh. about the okay. body, baby. Our minds controlling our body. Our preach, body Michael, preach! Our mind. We got this, baby. We got this. We gonna show the world. That's what you're about. What show. do we got? Show the world, baby. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. 
24 seconds. Flatten out. Flatten out. Don't worry right? about it. You got two blocks out. All right. You got two blocks go. Halfway home. You got two blocks going. You Halfway got two home. more go. All cheap. Just see that finish line. Look at the glory. Look at your chest <laughs> touching the tape. Get your chest on that tape. Look at you, baby. 20 You're seconds to go. In. You're coming in 20 seconds, baby. You can finish this, man. We can do this. I do that every day, people, at the gym. I can't tell. I do it. I do it. Oh, it's a perfect segment to play right there because we talked about the forty plan, the the one one forty five, and then that's Mariucci's sense of humor right there. I can't tell. Can't tell. Can't can't tell. tell. I'm going to do that soon enough. Irv barking at you. Oh no, that was amazing. I we said you put it perfect. People could pay to have him motivated for a charitable event. Yeah, hey, uh, Michael Irvin. Like for this amount of money, will show up at your workout and bark at you and get you through. No, he do anything. (laughs) Cooking. Like, you got to cook. Irvin's yelling at you. Look at Irv getting down on his hands and knees, just getting you through. Look at, get your test chest on that tape. I mean, is that what he said? Your mind controls your body? That's not wrong, by the way. I mean, not wrong. He's, can't tell. Does simplify it. Your mind controls your body. Irv and Dion as teammates. I can't even imagine. And and Ken Norton Jr. as well. And Ken Norton Jr. too. Yeah. My first uh, NFL uh, network analyst. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Fun chat there with uh, with Matt Willig, now Matthew Willig. Uh, let's take some phone calls here. Um, Garen in North Carolina has been hanging on forever. Uh, appreciate you hanging on. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Rich. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Just signed up for Sirius XM, and you guys are the reason. I really like hey. the show and the trial. Like, NBC, the NBC Sports Audio Channel 211 getting a little shout-out from North Carolina. Thanks for doing yeah. it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Listen, uh, I, I, not to be contrarian about your Jets, man, but I want to weigh in on this. I'm a Panthers fan, really hoping Deshaun Watson pulls the trigger, or the Texans, rather, pull the trigger to come <sighs> to uh, get Deshaun out here. But if not, can we just, like, top four in the draft, I feel good about. Mac Jones, I don't know if you can use your pull, Rich, because I'm just, I feel like if we wanted that kind of quarterback, we'd keep Teddy Bridgewater. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you, though. I, I, look, you, you've got the coaches. If they like a quarterback, that's going to be their guy. I mean, you know, and Teddy was only, a, a if you will, a bridge anyway or uh, take a shot at him to see if he could be, you know, join that class of yeah. elite. Um, I, I So, you know, Joe Brady there with, with you know, the rest of the staff um, – you know, I, I would I would absolutely think that they would know what they're doing. So, um, I, I I would just say in, in them they trust and thanks for the call and and just the fact that Carolina's in the NFC I think gives them a leg up with Houston. I don't think Houston wants to trade Deshaun Watson in conference at all. When they eventually realize that that's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I mean. How long are they just going to pretend he's going to be like, oh, you know what, we're good. Rest of this month, at least. At least, to me, I would make the move before free agency. When because when somebody likes to say the Bears goes in the direction right. of something or other, and you know what I mean, like soon the market will be less than, and nobody's going to make a move at the free agency period and then reverse on it within a few weeks. 
You know? Yeah. Um, Manny in El Paso, Texas. What's up, Manny? You're on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, brother? Mr. Eisen, is it a dark time right now? I mean, someone wants to toss up a 40 in the combine. There's pitchers and coaches waving the white flag when they load the bases, and now there's Fruit Loops on pizza. What is happening? Are there really? Are there really uh, Fruit Loops on pizza? This morning, someone in Iowa decided to put Fruit Loops on a pizza, That's... and I, I quickly changed the channel. Like, oh, my no, goodness gracious. It. That is just... Yeah, Dad, no. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Vivi Brady just chimed in on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Two questions, gentlemen. Uh, first, uh, is Adam Silver going to find uh, uh, teams that are, that are uh, benching players so they can use a trade bait? Uh, he had fined uh, Mark Cuban and the Mavs uh, earlier in the season for not playing the national anthem. So I, I think this is something else that, that needs his, uh, his approval of, of finding someone. Uh, hey, and look, number two. Yeah, what's all, what else? You know, go for it. Finish up, Manny, and then we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Number two, uh, speaking of seeing red, with uh, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals, are they now the favorites in the NFC West? Uh, the with Stafford. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's put it this way, Manny, and I appreciate the call here. Thank you. Right back at you. Uh, I I think it. Let's see what happens with Russell Wilson before we start assigning a team to beat. We're not done yet. Let's assume he stays. Oh, you want to go there? Yeah. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take the Rams still. Hey, man, who was the last team standing in that division last year? Let's one thing, say, one thing that Orlovsky okay. mentioned is that 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 Stafford's never had a top ten defense, right, and a top ten rushing. He's about to have both. Stafford's never. He's had eleven one hundred yard rushers on the same field with him in his entire career over one hundred sixty starts. He might have half as many with the Rams next year, at least. So, what if the Niners trade for Deshaun Watson? Uh, then the Niners are your. You're, I mean, they're the defending NFC champs from two years ago, right? With Bosa back. A lot of injuries coming back. And Solomon back. Thomas back. Oh, then then that changes the if, – if Deshaun Watson shows up for the 49ers, it changes the dynamic in every way, shape, and form of the 2021 season. Maybe potentially not even just the division, the conference. So that's why I'm saying there's a lot of pieces still to be uh, filled in. But great use of um, hypotheticals. For the purpose of a, uh, of a of a segment, Chris. Well done. I'm putting this out on a poll, too. We're going to run this back tomorrow. Uh, our last caller of the day is uh, calls coming from within the house. Is that uh, Adam, uh, Adam, our call screener? Are you chiming in, Adam? Put put Adam up on that. What's going on? Well, how, well I, should, I, I should ask you that question. <laughs> How's everything back by the, the coffee machine? Is everything all set back there? Everything good? Uh, yeah, we got a good amount of water. Uh, the Keurig seems to be on point. So, yeah, everything's good. Okay, <laughs> so what is on your mind, uh, Adam? I think I know what it is, but go for it. What's on yeah. your mind? Yeah, so I just wanted to shout out Joaquim Noah. He announced his retirement yesterday from the NBA. Uh, besides Jordan, Pip, and Rodman, he's my favorite bull to ever watch. I loved watching him play. He had two championships at Florida. He was a two-time NBA All-Star, won the Defensive Player of the Year. He was just the heart and soul of a very fun Bulls team with Derrick Rose, Will Dang. That was a really good team. We just didn't make it over the top because of the Derrick Rose injury. We'll never know what happened with that team. But it was awesome to watch Joaquin play. Great defender, great teammate, smart, funny. Watch his press conference about Cleveland also. It's a classic. So I just wanted to shout out Joaquin. So he, he is he is retiring from uh, from the association. He was... Yeah, I've, I have a different feeling about him, uh, being coming from the Knicks' point of view. 
Uh, did I see a, a meme out there of Derek Rose's number retired in the United Center? Did I see that this morning? That the Bulls retiring his number next to like Jerry Sloan's and stuff like no that? Way. Did I see really? that? Yeah, check that one out. I saw that. Would you? Is that really a conversation? That. Is that really a conversation in Chicago, Adam? I mean, I, I personally think that Derek Rose will get his number retired. I mean, he won MVP. He was the MVP of the league, and so right. you know he he brought the Bulls back to prominence. Who knows what really would have happened if he didn't get injured? It's a question we always think about. Uh, but during that time, from like 2008 to 2013, uh, it was awesome. It was a great time. We just couldn't beat the Heat those years. But I think Derek deserves to get his number retired, though. I, right. think, I think he'll be up there when it's all when all said and done. And the same with Joe Kim as well. All right, Adam, great job as always in uh, be, being professional, putting your name and your topic into the uh, call screening uh, <laughs> spot like uh, you're just a regular caller to the show. So I appreciate it. We'll see you in a second. All right. <laughs> How do you say goodbye to somebody who's literally about as a crow flies 30 feet away from you? That's funny. He's got a great point, though, about Derrick Rose. It's really one of those. My favorite thing is what if. In but to sports. retire his number? Like, that's really a conversation. I, I saw that photograph today, and I'm like, did that happen? It's actually a big article that ran over the summer right. last year in right. Chicago. Yeah. Like, there's a serious... It'll happen eventually, without question. Retiring his number? Derrick Rose was incredible, man. He was. Until that injury, and it's one of those things where you go, if that guy wouldn't have gotten hurt, where would he be? I mean, Bernard King was great as a Nick, too. Was his, Is his number retired? No, Julius Randle's currently rocking it. Well, that sounds and like And it freaks a, me out every single time I see him. I mean, that's something that says, I mean, that he says something about your Knicks. He wasn't, no, he wasn't as long as a Nick as, as Rose was a bull, and he didn't win MVP, but he was... My favorite basketball player. Bernard He's my King favorite Nick man. of all time. He he even surpasses Ewing and Oakley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Different scenario, but are the Rockets going to retire James Harden's number? Ah, please. He won MVP? He did. You know? Top. He was top but he three left. like he four left. times. He left. He left. He got big in the community and left, to use the Dan Patrick phrase about big in the community. I'm just looking at past and you know NBA MVP winners and if they're going to get their number retired by their teams. Mm, All of Steve them. Steve Nash in Phoenix. I don't know number retiring numbers like nobody can ever wear that number. Has anyone wore number one in Chicago since Derrick Rose left? Have they left that? Hung in the uh, in in the locker. Good question, Adam. No when he comes out in here in a couple minutes, <laughs> you can actually answer. look that up. We didn't have a poll question today, did we? In order to tap dance in? Oh no, I threw out uh, I threw out the one about the coaches about. Uh, which, oh, well, what about that? Which coach is most upset that they can't wear a suit during this NBA season? It's definitely Quinn Snyder. Thirty-one percent Billy Donovan, thirty and a half percent Quinn Snyder, twenty-four percent Eric Spolstra, fourteen percent Steve Nash. That's a recap. No, I looked 1%. it up. I told you Steve Nash is in the suit. Derrick Rose is the last player to wear number one. For the there Bulls, you, you can look that up on online here. By the way, Bernard King's three healthy Nick years: twenty-two points, twenty-six points, thirty-three points. He's amazing. He could fill it up, dude. And he got, and then he blows out his knee, which led to them getting the first overall or getting enough ping pong balls for the envelope to be frozen enough to get Ewing. And then it was supposed to be Bernard King and Ewing together winning championships, and Bernard was never the same. Oh my God! Don't bring it up. And I want to run this back tomorrow. NFC West favorites. Okay. Early, early results. Rams forty nine percent. 
Jamal Crawford wore number one for the Bulls between 01 and 04. Wes Matthews wore it in 85. Bernard averaged like 20 when he came back. Bernard was never the same again. He averaged, but he wasn't. 28 a game in 1990, though? He was never the same again. He really wasn't. Brother from another coming up right here on Peacock. We'll see you on the radio on Wednesday.